shit when I'm high too. That's okay. Just, just relax. Don't want to say it And I'll tell you something. I know I like. I, I want to be a very um, deep scientist. I want to study the human body and I want to study the things that it's man created. So drugs have been changed a lot. So I have a lot of control over it. So I knew what this, what there was wrong with my drug. And I knew before I checked it and looked it up, you know, why is it doing this? I knew because I know my drugs, you know. The one thing I cannot say I know about is heroin because I don't want to ever feel like I'm dying. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I like uppers. I like to feel like I'm alive, but I don't like an upper that keeps me lasted for long because I'm not miserable like how people get, you know, when you, there's levels of shit, meth, you know what I'm saying? Crystal meth and molly are long lasting. Mm -hmm. You need that effect for long. People who do cocaine and are not, you know, they do it and they're functioning and those people, they can, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the people that can take breaks or, you know, take breaks and still succeed. Cause I know a lot of fucking people and they might go a month straight and be woke for fucking 10 days, but they still get back on the track like, damn, hold on, wait, you know? But um, cocaine has a down left and, and fucking that shit does not have a, a down to it without a tweak. If you try to force yourself down without enjoying it, you're gonna fucking fuck yourself up. Scientifically, I'm telling you some shit you probably know or you don't know, but I like crack because it doesn't last long. I like crack because of the fucking way it makes me feel, and I like crack because that's what the fuck I just, I like. Out of everything I've ever fucking tried, you know, I can say mushrooms is the fucking top, but I'll never do them again. I did it one time, and it was an out-of-body experience with God as my witness, and it's, it's, that, it's that apple that he bit, and I'm not supposed to eat that shit. Mm, mm, mm. But this is our children, man. This is our children. 23 years old, this girl is. So this is how I'm going to, to run this show here is, is um, we're going to talk about this lady, huh? Let's just call her Mercedes. So I met Mercedes one day and she just looked like she needed a hand, you know? It's one, just one of those days and I just wasn't doing anything and I'm sitting there and I'm I'm eating a burger at Checkers, I believe, and I see this this girl. And, you know, she she just looks strung out, man, you know, so I call her over to me and I'm and I'm asking her, you know, what's going on, what her what her issue is, and she starts explaining to me that she she needs to get a ride to the bus station. She's going to a, you know, to Georgia, whatnot, and I'll give you other bits of the, the call or the, the uh the recording, rather. So Long story short, I tell her, I say, you know what? I'll give you a ride to the bus station if you, you know, tell me what's going on and, you know, let me record, you know, what you got to say. So she agreed to it, you know, and I took her to the, um, took her to the bus station. And on the way down there, you know, she, she broke down a good amount of her life to me, you know? I guess at that time my interest was more in my daughter. I have a 16, you know, year old daughter and my my thoughts when when I see these things are always on her. Like this could be my daughter right here. And I would want somebody to pull my daughter to the side and try to shake the shit out of her, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, now physically now, you know what I'm saying, but but for real, you know, because I really believe it takes a community to raise our children, you know? <clears throat> so 
this was my mo when when you know i approached this girl you know I, I just looked at her like this this could be my daughter right here you know out here strung out and don't know what to do you know just looking for somebody that'll tell her something besides negativity or 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 motive you know motive filled something you know that's going to get her in trouble get her to where she's at in her path you know It's amazing. It's amazing how she opened up to me and, and told me the things that she had told me. And I just listened, you know, I just listened to her and, and I know the story, man. I've been around the story. I grew up around the story. I've seen it. It's nothing changes, man, you know, and it's like, it's like I say, I, I put it on us. I put it on me. I put it on us as parents. We're failing our children. Because we don't know what to do. Because our parents didn't teach us in the proper manner. Now, of course, I'm not talking about everybody. You know, when I speak, we, you know, we have the common knowledge that when it comes to humanity, nothing is 100%. We already know that. There's always an exception to the rule. So we're just talking about the mass majority. And we're talking about the ones who obviously can't cope with society in some fashion. This girl's 23 years old, man, and, and she was such a pretty girl, too. She had to turn a trick in order to get a bus ticket to go to Atlanta, man. Imagine that. Put yourself in, in, in that position. Just think about that for one second. You hear the pain in her voice. She obviously don't like what she's doing. She don't want to turn tricks. But she's defending her dope. And she's defending her dope because that's her escape. So she's trying to justify her, her getting high, right, by... Acting like she, she's, she knows what she's doing. She knows her drug. She understands her drug. But the only reason why she's out of control is because these dumb motherfuckers are cutting it with stupid shit. And, you know, back in the day, stuff was pure. It was clean. But yet her drug is of choice is crack, which is synthetic and it's processed. And you don't know what the fuck is being cut with. So you see what I'm saying? You see the hypocrisy in her. She, she's defending her. She's defending her, her habit because this is her escape from her pain. And, and, and she don't know how else to get away from that pain. Because she was never given those tools. She was never given that education. Because I, I, I can't remember if it was in a clip that we just heard or a clip that I'm going to be bringing forward. But she talks about how, you know, her mother was a was a crackhead. So she's lived a, a manipulative life. She's lived a, a reactive life. And the reason why I like to bring this to the forefront, because for a lot of my life, including now, you know, I'm, I'm praying that I can cut it down each day. But we all live reactive lives. 
We, we live off emotions. We, we're, we're making decisions based upon which emotion we're in at that time. And, and we're just reacting to what is triggering those emotions. And, and then the reaction just brings trouble, you know? And we're just doing it over and over and over again. And we're teaching our kids how to do it. And now when you add an addiction to that, when you add an addiction to that mix, now things become crucial because now you have a serious dependency. And depending how much willpower and discipline you have in yourself, as the young lady was describing, which I'll get into in one second, but depending on how much you have that of that within is whether you can control that that beast, man, for just, uh, if you can just, just, just take the edge off, you know, you can just control it in order just enough to do the things that you have to do, but that's very hard. This is what the young lady was explaining about how some guys, they can go do what they need to do and then they'll go get high and then they'll fall back for a little while and they'll go to work and things like that. And then you have some people that are just out there. And that's that's really what that is. I mean, that that falls back on priorities of, of, of self. That has, you know, that has to do with recognition of self to the point to say, you know what, I have responsibilities. I, I love to get high. And that's maybe like third on the list. But working and feeding my family and paying my bills is one and two. And you have individuals that, that do that. You have what you call, some call weekend warriors, man. They just work all week and then they'll blow their whole check and, and just blast out all weekend. But this girl here is a, is a whole different animal, man. She's a whole different animal. She's all the way deep, man. She's all the way deep. She's the parallel opposite of becoming rich and famous. She's homeless, she's strung out on dope, and she's tricking for money. You cannot degrade your you you, you can't degrade your body any more than that. You cannot tear down your temple any more than that. Our bodies, our souls, is, is our temples. We have to protect those at all costs. And we pray to those and we, 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 we keep that, that temple healthy and strong. I mean, we're supposed to. So when you get down to that level, you know, I look at it like, hey, man, you know, that's, that's the complete opposite of, of becoming, you know, successful. Like reaching that 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 ultimate success because the way that I look at life, I know there's an opposite to everything. Every action, there's a reaction. There's an opposite to everything. You have a spectrum of life. Most of life sits right in the middle of that spectrum. And, you know... The further out of that spectrum you go on either side, it's like you get splashes. 
and then the further out you just get micro splashes until you you don't have anything eventually you know but for wherever the, those specks are on that spectrum you have one completely opposite you have to that's how you keep balance if you believe in balance and that's what I had to learn within was how to deal with those bad days how to get through those bad days when I, I couldn't understand man why man why does this happen to me man why does this keep happening to me over and over again man no matter how hard I try to do right this stuff keeps happening to me so until you come to that to that pit truth man of yourself to where you can tell yourself and you can answer that question for yourself you're just going to keep asking that question why does this keep happening to me we know the answer man it's, it's whether you can admit it or not <clears throat> I think about that girl man <clears throat> I think about her from time to time that recording's probably two years old Two years ago from this date. And she passes through my mind every once in a while. I like to think that she she got her little lab or whatever, you know. But I just know statistics, man. And, I, and I'm a firm believer in numbers. Numbers don't lie. That's why we keep them. That's why we keep stats on everything. I pray for her and I, and I hope she's okay. You know, so the the point of this little clip here, and then I'm going to go into the next one. But the point of this clip here is, it's very, very important to know who you are and to be who you are and to understand that this is who you are. If you're not happy, then find whatever you have to do in order to change that. Nothing else in your life is going to manifest good if you're not good within. That's just the bottom line. There's no way of getting around that. And you can fake it for most of your life. But the point is, is that you're not doing anything but collecting material gain. You're not growing. Your spirit isn't learning anything. You're just being something that you're not. And, and that and that leads into so much so much secrecy and deviancy and that's what's going on in this world today is it's just all this secrecy and deviancy people getting married and they don't even know each other you know because the the guy or the girl has got some sort of deviant that they're ashamed of because they think that that is weird because that's the label that we put on stuff that we don't understand and it creates insecurities with people so now they're secrets and it just goes on and on and to the point you're, you're freaking 23 years old and you're strung out. And you don't even understand how life even works. So then you start questioning, like, what, what's life's worth? It's this, this life is garbage. This is horrible and it's evil. And it's, that's, that's how you start thinking like that. Next thing you know, you don't even want to be here no more. You know? Ah... <sighs> 
So, I mean, that's, again, that's one of the reasons why I'm starting this podcast right here, because I've been a lot of places and I've, and I've met a lot of people. And unfortunately, it's been, it's been a lot of hurt, lost people, man. Just meatless, just, just meatless Big hunks of meat. That's all it is. Just big hunks of meat. Just walking around, banging into each other. And as soon as it bangs into each other, it reacts. That's what we look like. A bunch of bumbling, a bumbling meat bags. Big shit bags. And look how we're acting, man. Look how we treat each other. Look what we're doing to each other. And it all starts in the house, man. It all starts in the house. It all starts with the parents. It all starts with the environment that we're raising our children in. It all starts with truth of self. You know, it's like I tell people, man, I I look at us, like I look at myself like I'm a projector. Right, remember the old eight millimeter movie projectors that you have to put up on the stand and you'd have to wind up and then you would play and and that's kind of like how I view myself right only my movie that I'm broadcasting to the world is who I really am inside subconsciously the things that I'm doing when I'm thinking that nobody's watching things of that nature and if that's not clean then that's going to bring out deviancy right secrecy agenda motive ill will, jealousy, things of that nature. And and we need those things. Again, those things are a necessity. You're not going to get rid of those things. It's impossible. Just imagine if everybody was happy in the world, right? Just imagine if we had no evil, no ill will, and everybody was just happy in the world. Just picture that for one moment. Everything was perfect. How would you know that everything was perfect? How would you know that everybody was happy? Because this is the, it's the same every day. You understand what I'm saying? It's repetitive. You wouldn't know. So you need frowns. You need tears. To understand what sadness is so that when that person is happy, you understand what happiness is. And then you appreciate that happiness. And then you strive for more of that happiness. You see what I'm saying? We need thunderstorms. We need rain. Not for the obvious reasons of of life itself, but to appreciate the sun. Some people enjoy the rain. They appreciate the rain more than they do the sun. It's vice versa. But we need one or the other in order to be able to identify which is which. So we need bad times. So when bad times come, don't look upon them and frown. Prepare for them. Know that these bad times can come. And then you prepare for them. So that way when they do come, you can scurry them right on along as fast as them motherfuckers can and get right back to the good times again. That's the trick. Life is waves. Everything moves in waves. TV waves, microwaves, 
sound, you know, sound waves. Just, just everything moves and waves. And life is no different. You have its highs and you have its lows. And as I said, like I said, you want to move that low as fast as possible and get right back up to the, to the breast of that peak. And you want to stay up there as long as possible. That's the trick, man. And how do you do that? Going back to the projector, knowing that what is inside of you is going to project out. It, just think about it. If you're depressed, right? If you're a depressed person, what's going to be around you? Darkness, clutter, disorganization, these type, you know, dark colors, dark furniture, just everything's dark and gloomy. And you may not even realize that this is what you're doing. You may say, I love, I love these colors. I know you do because you're a depressed motherfucker. The time I come in here, man, it's dark as hell. And it's again on the flip side. If you're one of these bubbly, cheery people, what does your house look like? The windows are open. The sun's coming through. It's fresh. It's clean. No clutter. You might be one of these feng shui type cats, you know. So you see what I'm saying is we, we project what's in us around us. And we have to be conscious of that. And we're conscious of that. So that when we see these, these, these things growing around us, it's kind of a marker as, it's a marker as to of where we're at. So you could ask yourself, do I really like brown and black all over my house? Like, why am I doing this? Am I depressed? Maybe I am depressed. And then you start thinking like that. And one thing I know about the brain, if you ask your brain a question, it's going to give you an answer. You may not like the answer. It may not even be the correct answer. But your brain is going to give you an answer. So, I'm going to move it on to the next clip, man. You know, I, I, I just say that Again, it's, it's very, very important to always be honest with yourself and to know yourself. Where is your state of mind at? And it's very important to know that that way, if you don't like where your state of mind is at, you can start to try to fix that and change that by finding out how your state of mind got there to begin with. It's like I say, I was, I was talking to some gentlemen earlier today, and I, and I say this repeatedly, you know is in law when an error occurs everything that happens after that error is also an error it doesn't matter if the legal process continues down the correct course it still doesn't matter because of the original error and that original error has to go back and be fixed now the court could side and say Everything that came after the error is, is uh, uh, what do they call that? They call that, uh, uh, like it doesn't matter, moot. It's not what they call it. It's another word for moot, but, you know, my fellas will know and they'll, they'll, they'll respond. But, yeah, they just say that everything that was behind that error wouldn't have changed 
the sentence, it wouldn't have done anything. So therefore, it's just it's just a moot error. Harmless. Harmless error. And nothing would have changed from there. But it still has to be visited from the first of the error. So, for instance, there are many cases where a gentleman did not get his Miranda rights read at the very start of his arrest. And then even though it went all the way through the whole process and may even went through trial, but it get it gets brought up at the appellate stage and they find out that he has proven that his Miranda rights was not read from the beginning of the arrest. And guess what? All his evidence gets thrown out. Everything gets thrown out, even though that they may have followed perfect protocol after that. But the original error was there. So when I look at things like that, I apply them to my life. Where did the original error occur? That's where you have to be honest with yourself at. Everybody that's in prison, you know, I, I hear you and I understand. And I'm going to get into this stuff later at another time. But at the end of the day, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Unless you're completely innocent. I mean, only you know there are innocent people inside. But you know, man, and that's the truth that you have to come to. Whether it's even you didn't even commit a crime, but you were hanging around wrong people. That's the bottom line. You knew somewhere deep down that you wasn't going down the right path, but you chose to continue down that wrong path. Everybody has done that. Every, I'm, I'm guilty of sin. And it took me a very, 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 very long time to understand that and recognize that I had to go back to the original era, which was my childhood. That's where I, I went left. And I had to study why I went left in my childhood. And I had to find out why and understand that because I have a child to raise as well. And I do not want my child to ever face the obstacles that I put in, in, front, of my, in, in front of me when I didn't even have to. I, I made my life hard. And that's the bottom line. Sure, a lot of unfair things happen in, in that process. But the bottom line is I put my, myself in that position for those things to occur to me. If I put myself in a sewer, I'm going to get bit by rats. That's the bottom line. So, moving on to the next one, man. I don't really want. I mean, I'm gonna look too. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look too while I'm on the bus. Yeah, I mean, even if I just get there and get my motherfucking shit or something, I don't know how this shit gonna go for real. Yeah. What did you really need for? I mean, I don't really have to get it till you know what I'm saying. Like you said, you got me on clothes and shit. So really, you just need to. Yeah, I got
I look at people's lives and everybody has somebody and you know I think sometimes I'm unappreciative and ungrateful for the people that do and are in my life they can't do all the stuff that I might hope they could do or expect them to do but they are you know they care about me and I need to quit overlooking that and looking for other motherfuckers that give a fuck about me and the people that's been there give a fuck about me already trust mm -hmm. I'm just I just know I can say that I'm not gonna touch that shit again today and I'm not gonna touch that shit again one day at a time what are your triggers what make you want to get out of it oh my gosh I'm about to just start crying I don't even know. I think I have bad depression um around me and they like run off with run off with me and so I'm lost and I start using or I start doing some shit that I use that's the thing I'll find some shit that I can do and it's crack because I can be touching coke and I'm great I'm still making money I'm still doing what I'm supposed to I'm still functioning um so I have like a little bit of control to where I used to I'm just fucked up with that shit. There is no, you can do it. There is no, you can do it. This is something that's not meant to be used. Unless it's used in the proper way that I will get down to figure out. But it's not meant to be used to get high or to escape. That's right. And I knew that. Look, and I'll tell you my secret to getting high and being able to stop and start. And the secret to getting high is you're supposed to enjoy the fucking high. Just like the first time you got high. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've been able to stop and start. And that's how I am able to stop and start. Mm -hmm. I'll buy the amount that I need. I use it. If I get, if somebody pisses me off, I usually have enough to get some more. Or if I don't have enough to get some more, I'm, I'm going to sit where I know I can enjoy it. And I usually just like to sit back and think really hard. I don't get anything accomplished, but then when it's over, I get to go to sleep on it. And I still might have some money, or I still might have, you know, my fucking, um, my, my energy, my vibe, I still might have it. But when I bring people around me, you know, people have that energy. They, everybody's energy is different. And everybody is just different, in a different stage. So, just because I'm 23 and the next person is 23 and he's saying some of the similar shit that I think... I 
sounds to me, mommy, like you're lonely. And you're just looking for, for... somebody to give a fuck. You know, people have friends. People really have friends. Like, you guys might separate for fucking years. But before you guys separated for years, you used to be those ones that checked on each other. Even if you had to be away from each other or some shit. I have friends like that, but... It's not enough. It's not what you want. No, I've been so abandoned. It's crazy. And I know that I have my higher power. But sometimes, like, like I get shown tested. That's all I have. You know what I mean? My mother, you know. And it, it has to do, and that sucks that it has to do with money, but. And I can only say that, you know, there's a reason for everything. So the reason she couldn't make it to send me no money is because I didn't need it because I was going to do that with it. But knowing what really happened with it, she probably did that. It's no telling. You know what I mean? It's just no telling. It's just, it's just, it's no telling how I'm gonna fucking end up in life. You know what I mean? I gotta get to the point where I'm okay being alone, or I have to get a fucking dog or something. And then to get a fucking dog, you have to have a fucking shelter or money to fucking feed that fucking dog. What I'm being homeless with a dog, a prostitute with a fucking dog, homeless prostitute with a dog. Yeah. That's crazy. And then nobody's fucking happy homeless, um, selling their fucking body and make a living. And so I'll fucking end up on crack anyways, and I'll be a fucking lost soul on the streets if I, if I don't fucking find happiness in myself. What's troubling you so? I mean, what what is it that's that's, that's driving this is, is Well, my mother is a crackhead, and she she proves to me all the time that you know what I mean. Saying she's got that, it's got more control over her, which is why I try to keep control of it, or sometimes try to let it take me over. Because what the fuck, my mom isn't even. It's like my mom doesn't even love me, but I really know she does love me. Then the man that like I'm. I guess as they say obsessed or could lean to beat me for a long time and did drugs with me and abused me and so I'm so I'm just fucked up and so I sell pussy every fucking day just so I can fucking not have to work at night if I will not have to go to jail because I have a fucking warrant because when my dude tries to shoot somebody I fucking left the rehab and it's like, what? How do I get rid of these things? Like, are they? I'm so attached to God, but I think I'm no, I'm the one keeping them attached. You know, I keep money on the phone for him, and um, and I send my mother money when I am a little bit. I can, you know, and I hope that you know one day if she's got it, she'll remember. Like, hey, do you need help? And she tried that yesterday, but it didn't happen. Some days I don't want to fucking hoe at all. But I don't have a savings because I give my money. Uh, I can say I give it away. I don't get forced to give it to no pimp or nothing. I can't say I have a pimp or I've had a pimp because I just bounce around and I give them all the money. In my mind, that should show somebody like here, just if anything, if I fucking die, if I fucking, if you see me on the sidewalk, just anything, you know? 
And so far living that way, I've been kind of alright. Now I'm here and I'm fucking blubbering. And it's 9.30. What time do you have to be in there? The bus leaves at 10. I need to go. Can I run in real quick and make sure I get my ticket printed out and I'll come back out and get my suitcase? Childhood, man. Childhood. This this girl barely stood a chance, man. You know? And it's all up to her to make the change. That responsibility is on her to make the change. And us as society, we're going to look at her like how? How is your everyday 9 to 5 worker going to look at this person? going to judge this person somebody who gets up and handles the responsibilities every day goes to work pays the bills raises their children their children go to college have successful careers how are they going to look at a person like this how are they even going to understand Mercedes These are the people I'm trying to reach to help them try to understand how they could have easily been Mercedes. And in some aspects, they they are. And, the, you know, the only individuals I'm talking about are the ones, myself included, that are just not honest with each other. So now I just try to be as honest with myself as possible. If I'm doing something that I know I shouldn't be doing, I want to know why I'm doing it. And where is that coming from? You have to know yourself. And you have to be okay with yourself. If you can look yourself in the in the face in a mirror, just go to the mirror and hold your eyes and look into your own soul and and you're happy with your decisions and the way that your life is going. Then this isn't for you. This is for the ones who can't hold that gaze don't know where their life is going as you heard Mercedes saying she don't know where her life is going to be because she don't have control of it life has control of her and that's how she's speaking and the more she speaks that the more she manifests that the more she believes that and has faith in that the more she manifests that true you have to be true to yourself man be true to yourself if if you're a bad person and you like doing bad things and this is in your nature with me I understand balance but just just be who you are 
if you're sad that you're that way or you're mad that you're that way or 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 doing bad things inflicts you in any kind of way then stop doing bad things because you're not a bad person and it's it's kind of tricky you know because uh, it's it's tough man life is a very tough thing to figure out because I really don't feel like you're born bad you know unless there's some sort of chemical imbalance from a blood disorder or some sort of abuse in the womb or whatever you know but but I just don't believe that babies just come out and are bad you just have a big pile of mush right you have a big pile of mush with nothing containing it but this mush is a sponge and it just absorbs everything that the five senses comes in contact with it absorbs it and it registers it how to utilize it and of course the first thing I think a baby learns you know is, is manipulation you know when I want attention, I cry. When I when I want food, I cry. And I know it'll be brought to me. So us as parents is being taught from day one on how to how to educate this pile of mush in order to, to grow to be a decent human being that's going to give back to humanity in such a way that it's going to help humanity keep on flourishing and growing for a common goal to me I think that's the purpose it took me a long time to to come to that purpose for me but for me that's that's the purpose and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now in hopes to to help people that have been lost or don't understand and they just haven't came across the right individual to help them understand and maybe I'm an individual maybe not I mean I really don't know anything my, my knowledge is my experience Like I said, as a kid, I've always paid attention. So you have Mercedes and... and She, you know, she's... She's trying to figure out how to change you know she don't want that life man nobody does trust me nobody does I mean you heard this girl this girl opens herself up think about that you have to take a tool 
and apply it to your skin and press hard enough to separate your skin and open your body up to the point that the the very essence of, of, of life that's in you that sustains you is falling on the floor let me tell you it takes a lot of pain to be able to be in that state Twenty-three years old. Twenty-three. And has already experienced some of life's hardest lessons. How many Mercedes are out there? Men and women in that same position. These are the ones I'm trying to reach. And I pray that God gives me the wisdom to articulate what they need to hear. Maybe just that one word where they say, you know what? I'm better than this. This isn't what I want for my life. This isn't the legacy I want. I don't want to leave this earth and people just say he was just another dope head she was just another crack whore even if it's just one person hopefully that one person is my, my child or my children but even if it's just one you know, you know what my mom, my dad was a good person they had problems true but they did good also What good do you do? Let me ask yourself. If you look at yourself in the mirror, right? How many negative things can you say about yourself? Whatever the negative is. I don't like my nose. I don't like my ear. I don't like my eye color. I don't like how my hair lays to the left. I don't like how my belly overlays my... How many negative things can you say about yourself? About the things that you don't like? And then challenge that against how many positive things you can say about yourself. What you do love. Honest and sincere things that you do love about yourself. See, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about broadcasting signs we broadcast signs and if we don't pay attention to what we're broadcasting we can very easily get lost from ourselves so if you can sit here and rattle off 10 negative things about yourself but you can only think of three positive things you know and then the fourth one takes you a good moment to, to even try to consider that's a problem and that's a red flag. We, we, we should be able to, to have countless positive things to say about ourselves. If 
I can only think of three positive things to say about myself, then how am I going to see positive in anybody else or anything else if I can't see it in myself? How am I going to love anybody else if I don't love myself? How do I even recognize love? Sure, I can walk around and tell people I love them and I can have a perception of what love is based upon what I see in movies and soap operas, um, you know, other people's relationships, things like that. But do I know love or am I just imitating it? These are the questions that we have to know about ourselves. And we don't. And then we run off and we get married because we're, we're in the perception that we, we're in love with this person. And then we have children with these people. And then COVID comes along and you're forced to be next to each other. And you find out you don't even know one another. Like, who is this person? But see, the egregiousness of that is before COVID came, this couple could have been married 10, 15 years, and it was just a physical attraction. They really didn't love each other. They just, they loved the voids that one another, you know, filled for each other. And then once those voids were filled and they were forgotten about, then you start paying attention and start seeing things that you didn't notice before that you really don't like. And then these agitations start growing on you. Before you know it, you're barely even talking. You're probably both working staying separated as much as possible and maybe throughout the day you have maybe 30-45 minutes to an hour of true one-on-one interaction and who's caught in the middle a young child that's growing up and this young child, this sponge is absorbing how relationships work So in the example that Courtney gave, this young girl is in her mother's room. She hears her mother mumble stuff out of frustration. She goes, an hour later, she's with her father. She hears her father mumble things out of aggravation. And she registers all these things. And this child grows up confused. So you have to know yourself, man. Like, we have to choose our life partners, you know, according to who we are, what we're doing in our lives, you know, not according to whether he has a jizzled, you know, a chiseled jaw or, or peck. So, you know, yeah, sure, these things are nice, but the material, the material does not last. It never does. Those pecks aren't going to be there, not unless you're the rock. We 
just have to we have to understand and differentiate between material and spiritual and ask ourselves what we really 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 want if I want to live a material life cool but know that that's what you're living and know know what comes with that understand the pain and misery that comes with the material life the loneliness and the the jealousy and, and everything that comes with it Some people can handle it. Some people know how to maneuver it. Some people know how to, to succeed in it. But you have to ask yourself, am I that person? Am I tough-skinned, you know? Am I that confident enough in myself that it doesn't matter what anybody says about me? I'm just going to keep pushing. But see, Mercedes and so many other Mercedes, they're just... They're just stuck in a time and space in their childhood and they're still trying to receive what it was they didn't get from their childhood. And that's what appears to me. And I mean, the reason why I say that because that's just a sense of of where I was at. I was just an overgrown kid. I still am in a a lot of ways because I, I feel like I got robbed in my childhood. I didn't have a childhood. For the most part, I mean, I had bits and pieces of good times here and there, but it wasn't consistent. It was, it felt fabricated. And us as an American society, this is what I see in almost every neighborhood with all our kids. I see it in the supermarket these kids yelling and screaming and taking candy bars and throwing them across the store because their mom won't buy them one, you know? Just craziness. And I think I think a lot of it is because we've become very sensitive as a nation, very nosy as a nation, and ignorant. The ignorance is, is in not knowing and understanding each person's plight, you know, each person's dilemma, each person's life, and understanding that this person and, and, and their values and what's going on in their lives has absolutely nothing to do with yours. All you're doing is extending a helping hand if you're so inquired to do so. If you see something that you don't like going on, you want to fix the situation, then you offer a helping hand. How do you do that? Well, you don't go up and criticize the person or you don't go up and tell the person what to do or how to do. You simply go up and ask a question. How can I help? Is there anything I can do to help? That's genuine care for humanity. Seeing that a fellow human being is in a position that you know you can help with. And it's that genuine care that comes from your soul of doing good that allows you to go over there and and stop your day to help this person. Irregardless of how the person reacts to you, the person could get snippy 
man, I don't need no help. Get the hell away from me. And that's cool. Their interaction has nothing to do with your spirit and what you want it to do. And you just understand that this person is having a bad day. I don't need to take that person. This person don't know me. You know? Just having a bad day, man. That's how we have to look at people like Mercedes. Like, how can we help her? What can we do? That was a situation that I didn't know how to help. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to send the girl. I didn't know who to call. The only help that I knew that I I, I could offer was to give her a ride and to listen to her because she probably has very little people that that really listen to her because who's going to take her serious? I took her serious because I know her pain. So, it's a hard thing to listen to, you know, and and it, it, it really, it really brings, it brings tears to my eyes to know that we can subject ourselves to such an, uh, an evil just as such an extent of evil that we would rather discard our bodies in such a fashion to to gain access to this evil because in our minds we've we've accepted this evil to be a release like life <laughs> life is more evil than the evil itself this is what how we've trained our minds to think because of the pain that's occurred to us and there's no proper education on how to get out Like I said about the fish pond, you know, you you muster up enough energy and, and strength and courage to throw out the fish that you picked, but you go right back to the same pond and you pull out another fish and you trust this fish and you put your, your heart into this fish because you want change only to find out it's the same fish. And when you're doing that repeated, you know, re- repeatedly over and over and over. And, and, and it's, you're, you're constantly getting failure and failure and failure. And you're not seeing no success out of the hard work that you put in. Then you start asking yourself the questions that she asks, you know, like I said in the, in the previous segment. Why? How? Why? How does this keep happening to me? I don't understand. I'm a good person. I know I'm a good person. Why does this keep happening to me? She's not understanding. She's bringing it on to herself. 
with her manifestations, with the way that she looks at things, with her not being honest with herself. You're always going to get to the root of your problem if you're honest with yourself, 100%. She's got a glimpse of why she's doing that because she knows she don't want to be alone. She said it. She said, I have to learn how to be alone. She don't like to be alone. And I'm sure as a child, bad things happened to her when she was alone. How do you get over that? How does Mercedes get over that this is why I say you know criminal criminal justice reform for me it's not about catching these guys in the re-entry process you know yes the whole the whole system has to be redone and it has to be revamped no question especially the re-entry but for me, it's it's getting to these guys before incarceration, before reentry, because a large mass majority of people are already lost and gone before they even get to reentry. The guys that make successful re-entry are the ones that started planning for re-entry from the first day they went inside. If you're not doing that, you're not going to have a successful re-entry because it's up to you. It's up to the very person that put themselves in the position that they're in. The government's not going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to even help to do it. The help comes when you've helped yourself. And that's why I say, you know, when God's ready for me, when God knows I'm ready, he'll open doors for me. Until then, I just have to keep educating myself, keep enlightening myself, and keep pushing myself in the direction that I feel my spirit taking me. And you can only know that if you know yourself and know your spirit. You know, she gets over by by getting high, by escaping, by running. That's how she gets over. That's how most of us get over our issues. We just run from them. And we try to hide them, not talk about them, not visit them. When they start bubbling to the surface, we get high to hide them. When they're in our face, we, we get high constantly. Instead of just facing that issue, facing that problem, 
no matter how hard it is. It could be 10 times harder than what you're going through in life right now, but the only difference is you're going to have to go through that 10 times hard one time versus going through the hard that you're going through now 10 times. You see? There's an old saying, man, that a coward dies a thousand deaths, but a man only dies once. Because every time you quit, every time you run from your problems, a little piece of you dies. And it becomes easier and easier to run from your problems until we're middle age, 40, 50, 60 years old, sometimes even taken into our deathbed. We do nothing but run from our problems and we stay ignorant. And like I said, if, if that is how you want your life to be, then that is, that's okay by me. But don't come fucking asking me why your life is shit. See, this is what I'm saying. You have to know. My life is shit because I choose it to be so. I like my life to be shit. Leave me alone. But the moment you come asking me, man, why is my life like this? Your life is like this because you're lazy. You don't want to read. You don't want to educate yourself. You just want to keep getting up and going to this 9 to 5 job that has no growth. And you want to come home and spend your money on dope. Or beer or liquor or video games or whatever it is. That's why your life is shit. It's not because of your girlfriend or the people that's around you or your parents or anything like that. You're a grown man. You're able to make your own decisions and think for yourself. Or woman. I'm not singling anybody out. I haven't had this conversation with nobody. This is just hypothetically speaking. But I'm sure it happens all the time. Guy will work all week, take his check, go blow it on drugs. Saturday morning gets up wondering why his life is shit. Happens all the time, man. Because we're not honest with each other, so... The moral of the story, know who you are and be happy with who you are or change it and do everything in your power to make that change. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, If you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure to hit the subscribe button, like button, whatever the hell button it is. I don't freaking know, but make sure you hit it, man, because uh, you know I'm, I'm working off support. So until then. May y'all take it easy, be safe, be cool. I'm going to be with Samantha Lindsay this weekend at a Slam Fest. Um, hopefully, I don't know yet, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm freaking nervous about this COVID crap, man. So I'm researching that. I'm going to see if, if I'm safe. I may I may have to fucking wear a bubble out there or whatever, but... But I'm gonna I'm gonna begin with Samantha Lindsay. She she um she runs Recover Your Life, and Samantha Lindsay is doing wonderful, wonderful things, man. In the words of Trump, she's doing big things, big like you've never seen before, bigger than anybody's ever seen. She's um she's the person that I would have called for Mercedes. 
And without a doubt in my mind, Samantha would have dropped what she was doing to come scoop this girl up and take her to one of her homes and separate her from her life as it is. Samantha's doing wonderful things, man. So, um, yep, I'm partnering up with her. Um, hopefully, I'll be out with her this weekend. We'll be kicking it. I'll have me a nice long show. Um, she can explain exactly who she is, what she does, and how she came to be. And we'll hopefully meet some some interesting guys out there. So, man, thank you all for tuning in. I love y'all. Be safe. Wear your mask.